1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
2: Well, it was a little bit of an unexpected weekend, to say the least, I feel like.
1: it. The weekend went.
2: It happened. Uh-huh. We're alive, right? It's we're here and we move, I guess, is the (laughs) the mentality for the entire weekend is just we move. Um, Rough game on Saturday.
0: Rough game on Sunday. Rough
2: game for you all on Sunday. I'd rather not bring that one up.
1: I I live my life fine without it. And then it's brought back up like when you came in here earlier and brought
0: it up. And I just I go back to shit. See, I need to uh, speak about my feelings let it out so i feel better instead of um sitting there in <laughs> pain and silence watching 180 minutes of scoreless <laughs> football it's quite yeah we i will stop talking about it
1: we though. figured out between the two it was 118 minutes in the carabao cup oh final yeah, yeah. and then it was 98 what? it was 118 minutes scoreless seven it was 118th minute van dyke put that header away trust me it's burned into my brain
2: promise you it was 118 i can remember <laughs> just looking at so then mind. i was
0: just depressed
2: on the couch for
0: twelve yes
1: minutes. um sounds about right and then uh it was however it was like what four added minutes in the first half and then eight in the second there was like three i think it's eight or seven or eight total added minutes so then you got 97 plus 118 i uh, i'm not doing that math in That's my head right now but
2: yeah it's over 200 minutes
1: what a fun weekend, of football, for us combined. It was... Uh, 218 minutes.
0: Exhilarating, some would say. It was, huh? Exhilarating. Mm. No. No. <clears throat> but, guess what? Ooh. For one of our teams, we only played one game. So, if this is the bottom, and this is our... Just get off the ground and start going through the rest of the games of the season, I'll take a point at the end of the day, regardless, shitty point, especially with the almost packed out stadium, 1,000 people off that. But
2: Yeah, hopefully you guys didn't put any bets in on Orlando City and their match. I saw some people did some stuff. Um, but you can find other odds and all that other stuff to actually make money on on, on today's sponsor.
1: BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code Believe that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here.
2: Well, heading into a special segment that we always love in this show, we have... Breaking news with Bryce.
1: And what exactly would that breaking news be?
0: Louis Muriel had received his P-1 visa, and he is available for selection tomorrow against Calgary. Uh,
1: so for me just not knowing what a p1 visa is can you please explain what that means um
0: so i'm just going off the top of the dome it's a work visa
2: he's riffing over here
0: it's a type of work visa all right what type don't know probably one for athletes if i had to guess
2: probably a p1
0: visa probably a p1
2: visa well that's uh that's good news man hopefully i mean i wouldn't expect him not to get the start tomorrow yeah, I just got a buzz, too. Yeah, I know. It's just Twitter. Something, it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to be going all all pod. Um, yeah, so he, I wouldn't expect him not to get the start tomorrow. Duncan's started the past two matches. Obviously, Enrique subbed in in both matches. But, you know, we might see him out on the left for Yvonne potentially now because of the availability of Mur- Muriel. But it's huge, man. Exciting. We're
0: we're gonna get into the Montreal game later, but I think when we did have Enrique out on the left wing when he came in for our Angulo, I feel like we kind of flowed a little better in attack. Maybe that's because Angulo's played two games start the season, a mm-hmm. little tired. But it, we did t- seem to obtain more of the ball and have better opportunities going forward when Enrique was there. So I would, I would, I would like to see him out. Out, out left.
1: Yeah, there's we, – so we started Ojeda in both matches. The first one against – he, did, he, he not, did not start oh, against he, Montreal. So scratch that. <laughs> he started against Calvary, and then we came out and we started Lodero.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Lodero, like we've said, looked out of place Ode- – or not Lodero, o- o- dear Lord.
2: You're going to do that all year. <laughs> I know. Uh, Is
1: Javi Otero, Lodero, and Ojeda. did all get just bunched together in my yeah. head for some reason. Uh, Lodero starts – on Saturday, let me make sure his name is right. Martino Heda started last week on Wednesday against Calvary. Uh, like I said, Lodero looked out of place. Oh, Heda kind of looked in
2: place. What do we think is going to happen tomorrow night? Heavy rotation. I mean, it is going. We're honestly put Koszewski in the game. Let the kid get some minutes. You know, like we're we're looking at maybe a Brecolo and Schlegel back line, potentially, um, because Robin Johnson deserves to get some rest. We may even see Big Mason in goal. Um, hopefully we get to see some some Mikey Holiday action out there on the right. I'd love to see that. Put Kyle Smith out, Smith out there at the left. <laughs>
1: oh, we are looking at a certain type of squad right there yeah. once that last name comes into play. Yep. So...
2: so It depends on what we do with Santos, whether he gets the minutes or not. Um, He did look a little rusty on Saturday, so I wouldn't be opposed to him getting some minutes. He didn't start the game in uh, Victoria, so hopefully we see that. Uh, Midfield, Felipe Koshevsky, I feel like they seem to have been forming a nice little partnership during preseason and even scored the last goal of the preseason. So I'd like to see that work. And then Lodero in there at the ten. Um, just because I feel like Ojeda cemented himself as our first choice, especially after Saturday. Got to give Lodero some time to integrate into the team. Up top, let's see Enrique, um, Muriel, and then maybe we see Ojeda play the right wing spot. Give Facundo some rest.
1: That is what I was asking for all, all yeah. off season. offseason. Ojeda on the
0: right. I would not be mad at that. Still class eleven. I would I would hope we get Santos in there for forty five minutes, take him out at halftime. Hopefully by then the game's w- fucking well and done. We can bring in the yep. likes of Shaq Moore. Jacqueline. Shaq Moore. Shaq
2: Moore. Shaq Moore. Sahira Reed Brown. Shakir Mohammed. Shaq <laughs>
0: Mohammed. <laughs> Who the fuck
2: Shaq is Shaq Moore is the right back for uh, Nashville. Oh, dude. You're thinking <laughs> about Berhalter. you're th- yeah, oh. you're thinking about Rash Shaq Rash Rash. Mohammed. Yeah. Shaq yeah, Mohammed. Yes, who's yeah. who's a attacker. Yeah. So if you're looking for a young left back, it's to Reed Brown. It's
0: I was just listing the names that you got you got you. We were talking about fucking Bolivia knocking us out. <laughs> Berhalter got in my head. But yeah, just the likes of those players, the the young lads. Um, maybe we even see the ho- holiday play for six minutes, and we get to see Alex Freeman get his first team debut, which would be fine with me.
1: Uh, well, full debut, I think. I'm pretty sure he's gotten subbed on for like two or three minutes at the end of games last season.
2: I think maybe he did get a sub appearance, but yeah, full debut for sure. I mean, look, this game could be well done and over with in 15 minutes if Luis Muriel comes here with any of the quality that he's had at, at Atlanta. Because think, sorry, good. I was going to say because Calvary's not going to be able to stand up to that class.
1: But I also don't think that he he doesn't start tomorrow. I think if anything, he comes on. Yeah, he got his visa. He's clear to play, all this stuff. But it, he may not be up to fitness. He was just in season over in Serie A, but he come, could have come over here and they'd be like, hmm. I want to try the pizza over here, and see what the difference is between Italy and here. And then he had Papa John's, and now he's yeah, just I like, yeah, oh, I got to try was going to ask.
0: first pizza stop at.
1: If it was anywhere that's not like a local or like hole in the wall pizza shop, and if it was one of the pizza huts, Papa John's, Domino's, he did it wrong. There's no way he's doing that. Bro. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> there's
2: no way he got pizza to begin with. <laughs> 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 like, we're talking about a top class athlete coming from one of the best leagues in the world. He's fit. There is no doubt about that. And then he came here and he's been in training for two, three weeks now without having the ability to play. Like, you know he's itching to get on the pitch.
1: There was that picture of him in the OCB kit. I I still don't know what that match was and why we were wearing the old kits.
2: Friendly or some garbage probably. So,
1: uh, yeah, he's got minutes there. So uh, he should be in shape realistically. So now I'm retracting another statement. But um, at this point. I see, the worst I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
2: I just feel like if there's not a, there's not a better opportunity than now to get him into the team, you're not going to face a lesser quality opponent the rest of the year.
0: I was gonna say maybe we see a change of formation with Enrique and Muriel up top to see what it may be like if we were playing with Duncan and Muriel up top. So we're kind
1: of going experimental and going like a I 4 mean, four,
0: two, four, two, 4 If there's any competitive game to go experimental, a 3-0 away goal in the CCL midweek. CCC. C. Oh, my. F- I f- that's just terrible. But, yeah. I mean, in all reality, we should be able to play our B team and still put three more past them. So, if you want to try new things out, I wouldn't be opposed yep. and I wouldn't be mad, per se.
1: I don't disagree. I think you're saying this game should be over by like 45 minutes. I think it's already over. Yeah, uh, their heads are in the dumps. They got to travel down to Florida and then they got to go back, and they're most likely going to be knocked out of the competition. But I think their heads already scream we're knocked out of this competition. Even if they're not saying it, they let up three goals in a, and well, they let us score three away goals. So they're going to have to fight through that mentally and then on the pitch. And then the humidity difference. Even though it's not hot here right now, might also come into play. They're going to be tired. They have to travel now, so I think at this point it's done. So I agree with you. If you want to try something experimental, it is this match. Um, and even if it's Mariel starting, but then he only plays 45 minutes, comes off in the first or after the first half, then yeah, this is the match to do it. Maybe you don't sub him on in the 70th, like I said, or 60th, whatever it is. Let him play the 45 and then let him have the rest of the night off, start his recovery early yep. instead of starting later.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys that like this should be done and over, but at the same time, we can't write this off and just assume it is done and over. Crazier things have happened. And to be honest, their whole goal is to come here and cause chaos like that's just they're going to come. They're going to press high and try to cause chaos because they have nothing to lose it's not like they have to defend anything like if they we, when we see us play Tigris in the next round like it's going to be a much more defensive battle between the two teams because ne- nobody wants to give an inch because that's how it's those games are won as we saw last year this is like they've got to score four goals if they want to go through so
0: yeah you score four goal four goals or you lose fucking 7-0 uh,
1: if i feel like if they go for it they're going to get caught out and then we're going to be able to counter easily and go and score. Um if they score the four, they have to not let
2: us score. Yeah.
1: No, cuz no they would go through 4-4 four, four, cuz they have yeah. more wiggles. Yeah, we so have to score twice two, if yeah. they score four. Which if they're scoring four on us, we better be lighting their net up also because I wouldn't be happy if they were if if we went from 3-0 against them to then a draw or a 0-0 draw against Montreal, disappointing in and of itself to then bottling this.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, obviously we don't want to see that happen and we're not saying that's going to happen, but we can't underestimate anybody. And I feel like it's a good transition point because that's exactly what we did on Saturday is as a fan base, as a club, as a team, we bought into our own hype. We've created the hype. We bought into it and players have even said it i feel like it was santos that came out and said it and their press took them off guard and it took them a while to adjust to it and get into the game like that shouldn't bro that should never catch you off guard you know in the first 10 minutes of any given football match both teams are going to go 100 percent. now obviously the team that's the road team you don't expect them to be that aggressive but in the first match of the season with a team as hungry as montreal like there's no reason you guys shouldn't have expected that yeah
0: and it it kind of makes it even worse that our game last Wednesday night, uh, Cal Calvary, Calvary, the Calvary. That whole fucking Calgary Calvary. I I, I
2: don't out. understand how you can't wrap your brain around it, but Calvary, it is Calvary. Calvary.
0: It's two no. different words. All right. Anyways, we saw that in the first ten fifteen minutes of that match, they were all just pressing the whole mm-hmm. time. So if anything, we should be more warmed up and more ready for that.
1: Yeah, I. Everybody was caught off guard with the whole cavalry thing. I didn't I was like, oh, we look like hot ass. Yeah, it's the first uh, actual match of the season, but against what turned out to be not a great opponent that match in Calvary, we look like the worst team in the first fifteen minutes. So then to have almost the same thing happen in what was more like the first ten minutes in the Montreal match was it was hard to see again. And if it's going to be like that every
2: single match, I, how do you fix that? So it seems to be like a start a start of a trend for us because even last year we had this problem where we, w- we couldn't start games hot all the time and we had to grow into them. And when we did grow into them, we were by far the better team. But even on our run of games to close out the end of the season, we still had to grow into games a lot. And that shouldn't be the case with the quality that we have now preface all of this. And I probably should have started it. This is not us overreacting. This is just a honest reaction. And obviously we all understand the implications of playing on Wednesday, traveling back one day of training in between, like we, we get it. The guys were tired. They weren't going to be at their best. Everybody in the league that played in the CONCACAF champions league, either drew or lost. Yeah, there was five, zero, one in five, yes. but it was,
1: it was losses it was win loss draw so it was one loss five one draws loss. Right. is how that tweet was put out yeah. which bothered me because it's win draw loss no, i agree
2: but so nobody looked good in the, to start the season if they played on wednesday so obviously we we understand all that but this is just honest take about the game because to be honest we're in the right to expect a little more from the guys in their first match at home like we understand you're tired but it kind of looks sloppy extremely that that very well could just be a side effect
1: of being tired you, you're you tired you become lazy everything is sloppy so if you come to expect them to be tired or you're prepared to watch a team that is tired from all the travel then yeah it's going to be lazy it's going to be sloppy so is it something that we should have expected a little bit more and kind of be a little bit more gracious maybe but at the same time we are prepared to go and win trophies this year you can't be starting games after you've traveled it's just sloppy the good teams are going to put goals in the back of the net in those first 10 or 15 minutes so either something has to change we got to rotate more the players are fit enough which also could be a thing because it's the beginning of the season but whatever it is is going to have to be fixed because it could be the start of a trend and not a trend that we want to see continue through the season
0: so you said good teams put goals in the back of the net when you're sloppy Montreal had five shots or four shots on target, forcing Galea to save four shots in four minutes. Mm-hmm. If that's anyone else in the league, we're probably down. One, you would hope they get their fucking head out of their ass. But we're lucky not to have started that game probably down 2 0 within the first five minutes. So I think it is something to worry about, especially because we had this problem last year. But that's when you need a player like Facundo or one of these players that you pay big money big expectations he's a young player been here a few years he needs to get on the fucking ball and start playing and like take over the game
2: so that's something i felt like i i called for during the champions league game was somebody to just get on the ball and calm the damn game down and it was the same thing on saturday as well and I feel like we haven't because, like, I will say as much as Lodero is going to improve us, Mo was always that guy that you could turn to is get me, the get him the ball. We're going to slow this game down. I'm going to control this. I'm going to win us a foul here by somebody coming in or we're going to we're going to set the tempo. We don't have that guy currently is who's going to be our tempo setter. So. That's something that I feel like is, is an issue for us currently and we just need to calm the game down to be able to play our that, ball.
1: That was a conversation that was happening four rows down from you um in that match. I think I it was either with you or it was with Dave or Burb or someone. Uh and it was who is the guy that like we it was the same thing. We need to settle the game down. <coughs> who do we need to get the ball to for that to happen? Araujo? No, probably not. Cartagena? more chance of that than Araujo. But then we see the tackle that Cartagena put in in the 31st, 30 30 th- 33rd minute. i the 33rd minute. It's like, all right, maybe he doesn't have his wits about him yet. So then you go to Lodero. All right, maybe. That man is forward thinking. If he gets the ball, he wants to go attack. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's best almost not to get on the ball just to calm it down because he wants to go forward. And if we try to spring a counterattack or he plays a long ball, we lose the ball again. It's not being settled at all. If anything, it does the opposite. Back line, you could give it to Robin, Breckolo. But do you want to go that far back? You want it to be someone in the midfield normally to then kind of calm the game down because then you have options of going forward, sideways, back, whatnot. But there wasn't that option in that match. So is that a problem moving forward? Does it? Is there someone
2: that I'm overlooking so somebody that you might be overlooking that I feel like is going grow, to grow into that role is going to be Dagger Dan, um, much like a Zinchenko at City and Arsenal, where you see him invert, you see him sit back with the sixes, you also see him get forward. I think you're going to see him take up positions on the pitch to be able to calm the da- the game down and from there make some smart passes. Is that so if we're
1: in our own half, is that going to happen, though? Because if he tucks in, then who's protecting that right side if we lose the ball because now it's him, Araujo, and Cartagena in the middle?
2: I'm not talking about in our own half. I'm talking about in build-up play as we're progressing and we're the ball's just being tossed about. He's going to take up that central role. We've seen him do it time and time again. So give him the ball there in space. It's either going to be him or it's going to be the center backs, and we're going to have to just get used to going back. We play a higher line, maybe we play a little bit of a higher line if that's something that we have to start doing, but I think it's going to be Dagger Dan, personally. He's got the technical ability, and it seems like he's got some, some wits about him.
0: If it's not Dagger Dan, I, honestly, I would like it to be Facundo. He wants to go play over in Europe. He wants to take the next step. If you're a winger that likes to get inside, play like a number 10, but you're out, out wide. Ladero can drift out wide. He's done that a lot at Seattle. That's where probably most of his assists have came from. So if you want to play at the next level, you need to learn how to control the ball.
2: I agree. My thing is, is I'm looking for somebody more like a six to control the game centrally. You know, to start the build up play. I don't ever want to see him dropping back that far. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you, in this scenario, you want just because he plays for Chelsea, it's not the the best midfielder in the world right now, but you want to drop it back to Enzo or Caicedo, and then we play it for you, Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. You get He makes that, even though it's the simplest little pass, it could move a defender out of position, and then a, a big passing lane opens up whatnot. So that's the kind of thing that you want. And we did see decent, well, what ended up being balls over the top from Araujo, uh, one cross into Breccolo, and then there was another, the other one into Dagger Dan, mm-hmm. I think towards the end. <coughs> so his passing range is growing. Um, but at the same time, those aren't the same exact passes that we're talking about in this scenario, just something to calm the game mm-hmm. down a little bit, let us kind of reset, get into
2: position. Um, you talk about all the best sixes in the world to have ever done it. I mean, you talk about Declan Rice. You talk about Enzo. <laughs> you talk about... No need for that. <laughs> you you talk about Jorginho, Conte, like... Cruz. Yep. They all do the same thing. Like, just didn't say Luka Modric. I could have just said Modric and yeah, left us all out of this. Yeah, Luka Modric. I mean, even there's just so many players that exemplify it and show you. It's the simple pass. It's the smart pass to create space, find the open man, setting the tempo. Like, Caesar can do that. We definitely don't need him to be playing the ball over the top all the time. When it's there, absolutely take that opportunity. We saw him do it. But playing as a lone six and that, like, tempo setter is a big role, and it's it's tough. But I believe he can do it. You know, that's that's somebody that can grow into that spot, I think.
0: He he also came to Orlando City to take the next step into Europe. So if he does find that in his game.
2: He's he, captain for the U23 team, too. Yeah. So he's got that leadership. He You know, he was obviously sh- shown that. So, you know, maybe we're definitely overlooking him. But I definitely feel between... Him and Dagger Dan, those are going to be our two primary options. And if neither one of them can do it, obviously we're going to ask Janssen and Breccolo to step up and be those tempo setters and controllers.
1: So we kind of just got through the beginning of the match. i definitely just moved my hand in your camera shot. Hello. <laughs> um, we got through those first couple of minutes, ended up not conceding. We Almost lucky not to concede. Well done to Pedro for making those four to five saves, whatever it was. Then we settle into the game. We kind of find our rhythm. There's a couple chances that we create, but in the end, it's not enough. Duncan wasn't really used as much in this game. Kind of just had one of
2: those games where he was just there. Couldn't couldn't really find him the ball. You know what I mean? Like, we did create a couple of opportunities, but, like, you and I were talking before this. We really weren't providing him the service that he needed, and we saw it with Kara in the past. Where it's like, we've got this big, physical, fast striker. Why are we playing him the ball on the top of the box and expecting him to do something with it? And
0: to add to that point, we're playing a three-back. He's getting double-teamed the whole match. That's when you need someone to go back and stretch the lines. And we just weren't doing that at all.
2: We saw that little chance at the end there where if Enrique would have just laid the ball off, Duncan would have had a full head of steam and an open goal right in front of him. So. It just wasn't the, – the final touch was eluding us all night, not just Duncan, everybody. I was just trying to look through the foot mob ticker hmm. to remember exactly what happened. We I just
1: watched f- the highlights before it. There were multiple chances that we had. I was going to try to talk a little bit more about the first half, but I just don't think there was much other than the Carly Haney tackle and then
0: Duncan getting the yellow for what probably ended up being descent. The, the two best chances we probably had was – we played in the corner, it fell to uh, it fell to McGuire and he tapped it around a guy. And Caesar decided to take it right that's off his foot. That's oh. yeah.
2: right, yeah, for that. some
0: reason. And then the second one would be the uh, Caesar pass into the box to Breclo, And if he just that puts it at the ground, it's a goal. But
1: yeah, I literally brought that chance up five minutes ago. So, did you? I don't know how I forgot it already, but I did. Oh. No, yeah, no, I wasn't saying it like that. I was saying it on me because I was like, oh, yeah, Caesar played those two great balls into the box. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that Brecklow header should be going into the ground. He headed it right at Syrois' chest, and it's an easy catch. But if he, does, he heads it across, then the Robin is running a, running in straight into the middle of the goal. He can tap it in, or it just, if you put it into the ground, goes past the keeper. He can't do anything about it, and it's a goal. So just kind of
2: un- un- unlucky from him at that point. You just got to think a little bit harder, I guess. Yeah, in the heat of the moment, just made the wrong decision, unfortunately. So, you know, 50% of the time that finds the back of the net because the keeper is not a, in the a great position to make that save. But when he's there and he's in, he's in position, you know, it's like we said, it's got to go in the ground. But easier to save from here than it is when you're the one making the run back back post. That's for sure.
1: I know if I'm doing that, it's not even on target. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
0: It's going over. I was going to say, when I used to play, did ball marking in the air? (laughs) Not my specialty (laughs) at all.
2: Just heading the post. (laughs) (laughs) Probably.
0: But speaking of Brecklow and his missed chances, it was his debut. Mm -hmm. How do we feel like he did?
2: You say the thing that I was going to say. So I said to him at half, at moments he looked the best player on the pitch. And at others, you could tell he'd only been here for two weeks. Yeah. So, I'm very excited about him. I feel like it was a promising debut. Would have been great to see him uh, score a goal. But, you know, it's he's still not fully integrated into the team. He only played 65 minutes. You could see he was tired when he came off. 65, 70 minutes. I couldn't remember when he got subbed off. But you could see he was tired. So, you know, a little more reserved in his passing. Like he said, he he wanted to make the right pass. Gave the ball away a couple of times on some sloppy passes because he didn't know where people were going to be. But I said to him, I love his composure and the, the positioning. You know, yeah. it's not something that you, ha- you can teach. You know what I mean? You don't have to – we feel like with Schlegel, it's like, okay, when the ball's in this spot, you stand here. <laughs> yeah. And then when it does this, you do this, where he just – naturally was in the right position to intercept passes, make blocks.
0: I feel like one of the things that stood out most when we were passing it around the back, you saw him a handful of times instead of just playing the ball out to dagger Dan, just one more pass, he would do like, a, like he was going to pass, cut it back in, and play a long ball. So I feel like once he understands the movements of players, their speeds, builds chemistry, that, that ball is going to be dangerous over the top
1: he is right footed mm-hmm.
0: correct once he figures out that
1: angulo has crazy pace and then he can kind of like fake off like he's going to try to pass it to whoever's the right back in that scenario and maybe that puts the, their right back to sleep and angulo just turns on the jets i thought i put the hand in the camera shot again <laughs> but i'm right here i'm going through it this podcast i can't lie um that ball could be very dangerous, just like the left-footed
2: ball from Robin over to is, Yeah, I mean, like you said, if once he realizes that Angulo has that pace, then he might do it. But once Angulo realizes that he has the pace that he has, maybe he'll do that more often. Fair. Something I said before we started recording, that if, if that brother realized how fast he actually is, <laughs> like, why are we – Getting the ball, stopping it up, and then making a pass backward when you're one-on-one with a with a fullback. Like, you should be Adama Traore kicking that ball. Like I said, the Thierry Henry special. Send it 20 yards down the field and just run, outrun everybody. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Now,
1: Thierry Henry did that because he had no skill just to get around the man, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Son, your ball knowledge that uh, <laughs> you better take that back, or everybody's gonna think you're an idiot. Best <laughs> in the nation, right here.
0: <laughs> I got it. No. Who's <laughs> that? Who's that guy? <laughs> the one that's always pissed about fucking everything.
2: <laughs> the Chelsea supporter. Uh the no, like you the, didn't. Thierry Henry has no skills. He only has peace. <laughs> That's Zach right now. <laughs> yeah. After going oh for six in domestic finals.
0: Okay. Um,
2: Sorry, you took the shot, I had to take one back. I've been I've been quiet about it, but mine was you, a you dis- sarcastic shot. You disrespect yours. You disrespect my goat. Anyway.
1: I can do it again right now.
2: I can do it again.
0: I would love to not talk
2: about You know about what you Chelsea. can do again? Lose another cup <laughs> final. <laughs> You know what you can't do again? Make another final. We we still have a chance to, Bubba.
1: Chelsea. Chelsea.
2: Anyway, back to the Orlando stuff. Yes. We were talking about Angulo needing to just run and not think. Run. You're faster than everybody, buddy. Yeah.
1: When we were having this conversation, I was like, "We, used to, I agree, don't stop the ball. There's no need. Give it just like a little hezzy inside. Give it a step over. Give it a scissor. Then, then go and beat your man. If you are, if you are Brazilian, and you are fast, is that not what you're taught as a winger? Well, he's Colombian. If you same (laughs) same rules apply. I don't know why I always think he's Brazilian. It's probably because some people call him Mini Vinny.
2: Yeah, which he's got to earn that. That is what it is. Actually, he's got to earn that. There is no mini Vinny here, buddy. You gotta, you gotta give me more than five goal contributions a season. To be
1: (laughs) at at that point, why is it just because Vinny's on the left? Is
2: yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) I'm he. It's a big comparison. Uh, There's a couple steps down that I would have to go before, like mini. It should be mini Garnacho. We got to go a couple rungs down before we get to Mini Vinny, and he's got to prove himself to get to that name. It's got to be earned. Maybe we start with Mini
2: Madweke. There you go. <laughs> that's, where we'll, that's where we'll set his bar at. <laughs> <laughs> um, thoughts on Facundo?
0: Not good enough, simply for me. Um, He wants to take in the next step. Uh, actually, I don't even know if he does anymore but he wanted to when he came here we're paying him the money too we're building the team around him it's just some games he just is not there really except that one shot at the end of the game
2: yeah I mean I agree there's definitely some games where he kind of ghosts and can't get into the game and it seemed to be one of those games on Saturday again Fix your congestion, playing on Wednesday, doing all the travel. Like, I, I get it. We're not looking too much into it. It's just a matter of fact, we need more. And if you're going to be that guy, like we've said, you got to be the guy.
1: It's, I'd rather him give 100% yesterday in the league and then not be bothered about tomorrow because he he may not even play, so he shouldn't even really fully be bothered about it. But I'd rather get three points in the league and then know that we have a three-goal cushion against Calvary, who has to now travel their 2,700 miles, knowing that they're probably not going to come out with the result. So I would have rather him either played less on Wednesday and then give in 100% on Saturday and then not be bothered about Tuesday because he did score. He scored a brace on Wednesday, both in the second half. Yeah. I was going to say he could have been pulled that half but at that point he needed to be there to score the goals but i'm sure goals would have found the net either way might have been two not three but we still would
2: have gotten a decent result there yeah i i agree i just think that his legs weren't under him at all you know what i mean like i think he gave everything he had yesterday it's just he didn't have much more to give it was it was tiring like we said travels got a lot to do with it you know, different time zones the whole nine man it's there's a lot i remember when i came back from vegas after staying out there and being in that time zone it took me a couple of days to even just feel like i was getting enough sleep yeah. so to play there wednesday travel back thursday practice friday
0: have a kid almost near almost, his yeah. terrible twos
2: That's and fun. then match on saturday like it's we're expecting a lot from this team because we know they can do a lot, and we're not giving up hope yet. We the, all the goals are still there. It's the first game of the season, but these are things that we observed, you know, and need to get better if we want to accomplish all our goals, you know. I do like Felipe though more and more every single time he's he's subbed on for us. He's he's grown into that role of being the that closer. Love love that guy's attitude and mentality on the pitch. Like I've been here for fucking 37 years. There ain't nothing that any of you all are gonna tell me to get me mad, tell me something I haven't heard before, and all you shit refs, I've dealt with you all a hundred times over. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, there's there's some footballers that are, that say stuff but their actions on the pitch doesn't. But that what Felipe says and what he's about and how he conducts himself on and off the field is exactly what we get on the field, and I absolutely love that signing. Or love having him here in Orlando. He's been here.
1: Yeah, (laughs) he he has good interactions with people off the pitch, even just on Twitter, on Instagram and whatnot. So he's made himself kind of like not not a full on-the-pitch fan favorite, but just an overall fan favorite, Mm -hmm. and the fact that everybody loves him off the pitch. He seems like a good guy, and he's not too like high on himself per se to realize that we love the club and that just those little interactions mean a lot to us to
2: acknowledge that we are here so it's hard to root against the guy you mm-hmm. know what i mean like that he makes it really hard to not to want to see him not succeed and grow and and flourish in everything he does so like he said outside the pitch on the pitch man we love everything the guy stands for so Felipe, that's to you, man. You're really growing into a cult hero here, low key. And keep keeping doing what you're doing on the pitch, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be nice.
1: Should have had that goal. Unlucky. Un maybe millimeters, centimeters, inches on margin just margins. Just unlucky. It was it was tough when, in in real time from the walls angle. You obviously can't tell when you pull it up on Apple TV on your phone. And I was like, yeah, it's.
2: It's tough, you know, and my thing is potentially with better officials in there, maybe we don't see the offsides call on the pitch. And and it's called as a goal on the field, and then we go to VAR, and there's not enough to overturn that. You know what I mean? Because the officials are taught to let the play proceed. So, there's, we'll talk about the scab refs at, right at the end. I don't want to.
1: They, that is – a point that I kind of thought about is in the comments here, you can hear, oh, but he's offside, the ref put the flag up. That's something that we've become not used to. The game has changed a lot with VAR, and now it's, yeah, let them play on because we have VAR as a backup just in case you your, like, your initial decision was wrong. And a lot of the times we see the, the kind of the play on rule, I'm just going to call it, uh, kind of almost be hated by Mm -hmm. people because it could lead to an injury sometimes it's just played on for way too long in obvious scenarios that us on tv can even see i know i see that a lot even just watching european soccer and yeah you don't want to see players get hurt in that scenario though where it is you don't even have time to raise your arm and the ball is already in the back of the net i feel like that's the perfect scenario because most likely no one's going to get hurt it just came off the crossbar went off felipe's thigh or knee or whatever it was and is in the back of the net so if you don't put the flag up, then yes, you have VAR there to back you up, and you could be right. And then perfect scenario played out perfectly. We thought we had a goal. Or we're heartbroken. VAR sucks ass and never goes in our favor. But it ends up as the right call. So that is another talking point that I hadn't even thought
2: of at this, rate, at this rate. Yeah, I mean, we see it more and more, like you said, the play on role. And it may be stupid in certain scenarios, but that was that was one where it was almost kind of necessary and like you said the you there's no way you see that real time <laughs> like i don't care how good you are that just man threw his flag yeah up. that man guessed and guessed right because 100% my opinion he thought the ball went off facundo and that's why the flag went up because facundo was clearly in an offsides position mm. so i think brother just guessed and var was like it's close enough to where we're not going to Flip it the other way. Yeah,
1: they didn't want to end up creating more controversy.
2: Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how good of an official you are. You're not spotting that real time. I'm not even expecting Prem refs to ex- spot that real time. So yeah. yeah, it is a tough
1: one because Facundo is offsides, but and then in the angle that the ref should have, if he's in the right position, is blocked by Facundo to see if Felipe is offsides. So you very well could be right in the fact that fuck
2: it, I'm throwing the flag up. Yeah, just took a guess and got it right by you know. Maybe millimeters, but I guess we'll just talk about it right now. The scab <laughs> refs were not great, just overall, across the entire league. I mean, yeah, the calls on the VAR were correct and all that, but homeboy in our game had no control over that match from minute one.
0: I I, I really thought I would never be saying this statement right here, but somehow I missed Pro referees.
2: Anthony Taylor, you won. Some
1: fucking how. What's uh, what's, what's the guy's name from the NYCFC playoff game? Alan Chapman. Oh, yeah. Ted Uncle. No, Ted Uncle didn't win. Alan Chapman, I can forgive for this. Ted Uncle still can never be allowed back in the city of Orlando. Alan Chapman, I forgive you. You these won. These guys are. <laughs> these
2: guys are hot ass. I think the the card count just shows that he had no control over the game because a real official commands that respect. And it's like, when I come over here and give you a warning, we're done. Like we're not playing this game. These guys, it was kind of just like, I'm just going to see how much I can fucking get away with. So buddy had to start issuing cards to try to gain control. And it just never to be, to be fair.
1: Wielder's tackle in the thirty some the minute. Very well could have ended up being a red. So fair play giving a card on that one. Caesar Caesar no, Caesar didn't get the yellow on that one. It was, was not the greatest the challenge, and then Duncan got it for what ended up being descent, I believe, in yeah, forty five yeah. plus four. So that was that was a decision. He didn't like Duncan throwing his arm up in the air and then doing it again. Okay. Lasseter got a yellow. I think that was a deserved yellow. Uh, that was towards the end of the half, too. All of them were kind of like 10 minutes, 15 minutes left in the first half.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were all deserved cards. I won't, I'm not saying they weren't, but they're challenges that you don't see if that official commands respect of that match. Like, that's nonsense we don't see typically in every game.
1: Mm, yeah,
2: yeah, I think.
0: Go ahead. I I feel like within the first five minutes of the game, there's tackles that have been either called a foul or not, and that's the, like, I don't even know what you got. It sets the tone for the rest of the match. Yeah, that's the whole tone. You you know what is a foul and what's not a foul.
2: Yeah, it was really difficult to gauge, I will say, what this guy viewed as a a foul, what he viewed as card-worthy, Like, I'm not saying the game was called Slanted. I just feel like with every single challenge, there was just no bar. Like, you just didn't know. Like, are we going to stop the game here? Are we going to let play play on? That looked a little harsh. All right, that's going to go. All right, well, that was soft, but we're calling that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, if there was that mix of calls, and I I honestly just don't remember. We've been sitting here trying
2: to recall the game the whole time. Personally, I just I feel like I couldn't get a gauge on him, so maybe it's just me. But I feel like, like Bryce said, after the, f- same way. after the first ten minutes, you you can typically pretty well gauge. Also, can you pull the table back up? Oh yeah. I love I love how they did that. They did that on purpose. You know they did that on purpose. What? Gave Miami the extra game. Oh. Well, so know. that way they'd be at the top of the table. Doesn't matter that they got a game in hand. They're still top of the East.
1: Imagine if they if they ended up actually losing both of those and they had the two games played and <laughs> it just all backfired. Very well should have lost both games. So Yeah, this even so scab refs shit. Can we talk about that second yellow given to I think it was Marky Delgado? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against against him for a ghost tackle on Busquets <laughs> after Busquets stepped on him and then flopped like a little bitch because that's what he is. And then L.A. gets the yellow.
2: Yeah. Um, the wind must have took him out or something, though. I, I can't tell you because there was zero contact made on that. And then to go to v- – that's a red card, right? It's uh, a as- second yellow. That is a second yellow reviewable or is it only for a sh- outright red? I think it is only a straight red given because that's <laughs> technically still just ye- a yellow card. Sandwich. So I was going to say, because if that didn't go to VAR and get overturned, then that's even worse. But yeah, they definitely need to appeal that because it's
0: <laughs> terrible.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. I I don't know if it's just coincidence that it happened against Fort Lauderdale, but it did happen against them. So the storyline in that sense continues. Because it got them back into the game. I didn't watch any of the match. I haven't watched the highlights. But apparently, from what I've, I've read, they could not get anything going in the last couple of minutes. And then that happens, helps them out. And they get the 90 plus 2 uh, messy goal. And it's 1-1. So they walk away with a point. But other than that, L.A. had like 3.3 XG. They had a bunch of shots. Miami had nowhere close to that. Ricky Pooch, Ricky Puig, however you say it, missed a penalty. So they should have had way more goals, but it ended up being 1-1 because they're wearing that crest.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's we're already used to it, and we're going to see it a whole lot this year. I mean, the man that was the center ref and that was an actual <laughs> DJ, like his day job was a DJ.
1: Tiesto was out there. Yeah,
2: so it's like we've got the DJ at the center ref and the substitute teachers as the ARs, so it's like we're dealing with what we're dealing with right now. Like, of course, this guy was playing at an L.A. club the night before for like 350 bucks, <laughs> and is now officiating a match with Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, and Luis Suarez and Ricky Poosh. You
1: forgot to mention that he was the first DJ up. He wasn't even the main guy. Yeah, he was probably
2: He's an just, opener, you oh. know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, ooh. Uh, he he was a
0: closer when the workers were
2: picking <laughs> up. They they just hire him to play music as you they're cleaning up like the place. Elevator music or something. Yeah. A little drop out there. He's just
1: he's not even a DJ. He just has a Spotify playlist there, and he just he just, <laughs> <laughs> he just scroll no shuffle because then you're not a DJ. You just scroll through and then it's you play songs. Queuing. You cue him up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I will say about Miami is we now live oh. in a world. Oh. Sorry, Fort Lauderdale. We now live in a world where Messi, Suarez, Busquets, and Jordi Alba have to take instruction from DeAndre Yedlin. Things we never thought we'd we'd say in our lives. So So in reality, the U.S. is winning the World Cup. Stop. (laughs) That's what that points to, does it not? It points to us getting grouped by Bolivia. In the Copa America.
1: If we get... You will never hear or see from me again
2: (laughs) if we lose to the people from the mountains of Brazil. I've, like, tried to support the U.S. over Italy for a long time, and if we get grouped in Copa, that's just going to be it. I'm just going full-on Italian. Uh, Is that (laughs) going to get
0: much better for you, though?
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh they they won the Euros a couple years ago, buddy, so – Off of an absolutely shit year, too, so. You ready for this? Fair. North Macedonia. Sleeper. Well, we appreciate you guys. Is there anything else that we have?
1: I was going to mention the fact that there is a match tomorrow night. We're recording this on a Monday, Monday, match tomorrow night. Nothing really much to preview on. Um, Get it done. Match notes to look forward to take shots. Their keeper is shit.
2: That man had a mare. Holy Christ.
1: Wasn't great. Yeah, so um, there's your match preview for the CONCACAF Champions Cup second leg match against Calvary FC.
2: Play Luis. Hope you enjoyed. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you check out all our socials. They are linked down below in the comments. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. Make sure you're paying attention to thursdays we've got the lives we've got some big stuff coming with some new new people being involved so stay on the lookout for that those lives are going to become a little more more fun patreon is also in there we just put out a really fun episode which was us ranking all of the mls kits for this year so if that's something that some content that you would like go ahead and check that out thanks again to today's sponsor of the episode believe or bet online you can use the code believe b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus and that's all we will see you all outside gate c tomorrow and we will see you on the live stream thursday and sa- saturday saturday yeah saturday. fuck
0: them canadian Saskaberries. fuck the
2: Saskaberries.